I send the swarm, I send the horde, the Sith. This episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux capacitor, fluxing, crew, stations, scanning for the Prince of Egypt, 1998. Prepare to rewind in three, two, one. Welcome, Rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and games from 15 or more years ago. I'm your captain of the pod, Francisco Ruiz, and I am joined by your XO and mine, Paul, my uh, brother from another mother power, Master Interrupter <laughs> Powers. <laughs> hey, you're playing with the big boys now. Oh, my. Also, for this discussion of the film The Prince of Egypt, we welcome back aboard Dungeon Master at the Sayana Hill Gaming Podcast, Ryan Felton. Hey, Ryan. Hello. Hello. And in addition, we are to Ryan, we are glad to have back aboard Chief Yeoman of the Pod, Ashley Cronenbitter. Hey, Ashley. Hey, y'all. Hello. And now that you, ha- you have a quick flyby of who we are, Paul, can you give us a quick overview, overview of the production specs for The Prince of Egypt? All right. The Gods of Egypt is rated PG-13 and runs two hours and seven minutes. was released in 2016. Oh, Paul, directed- I'm curious. Why are we covering this if it's 2016? You know, I was wondering the same thing. Maybe because hey, we're Prince of Egypt, Paul. Yeah, is that that? Oh, Prince of Egypt. Is that that new Moon Knight series on no! Disney? It's no? It's an animated film from DreamWorks. Oh, from 1998. Yes! Hold, hold on. Let me go back. Okay. Uh, the Prince of Egypt was released December 16th, 1998. Runs one hour and 39 minutes. Thank you. And is rated PG. Yeah, it's shorter. <laughs> <laughs> It was directed by uh, Brenda Chapman, Steve Hickner, and Simon Wells, and it was mm-hmm. written by Philip Lazebnik. Le- Le- Sorry, Philip. Get- <laughs> Nicholas Meyer and, oh, like Moses or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, with the lead stars being Val, Val Kilmer, Ralph Fiennes, Rafe. F- Sorry, Ralph, Rafe. Get your name right. And Michelle Pfeiffer, along many others. And uh, the music was composed by Hans Zimmer. You ready for the box office trivia? I am ready. Ryan and Ashley, are you guys ready? Yep. Bring it on. And anyone watching live can participate as well. Go for it, Paul. All right. The Prince of Egypt was made for about $70 million Hmm. and earned over $218 million at the box office. (laughs) Given this and the fact it was released in 1998, how high in the box office do you think it ranks among the movies released in 1998. We'll go with the top 50. Top 50. All right. So uh, let's start with uh, Ryan. What is your guess? In the 17. Top? 17. How about you, Ashley? 22. 22. I'm going to guess uh, eight. going to guess eight. Actually, no. Ten for ten plagues. That's what I'm going to ah. uh. Um, let's see. In chat, Stacy guesses 50. Bob with his solid 42. <laughs> and I think that might. And then Dale guesses 15. So where did it end up being, Paul? Dale is close, but Ryan hit it right on the head with 17. Oh, wow. Good job, Ryan. Seems like a decent number. He knew to look at the numbers.com. <laughs> <laughs> 
Awesome. Well, thank you for those factoids, Paul. And let's see if any of them factor into our memory mind meld or subsequent roundtable discussion, which we'll get into once Alice has located our target film. Alert. Alert. Approaching target. Spoilers incoming. Establishing analysis vector. From DreamWorks Pictures. <laughs> He was raised by royalty. Prince Moses. But the truth of his past. You are not a prince of Egypt. I can't stay here any longer. Will give him the power to change the future. Experience the one story that will live forever. The Prince of Egypt. Starts Friday, December 18th. Well, there may be just one other story this one points to that will live forever, but maybe I'm remembering that wrong. Did we collectively remember anything wrong about the Prince of Egypt, though? Let's find out in our memory mind meld synopsis. Jean-Luc Picard kills all the Hebrew firstborn sons, except Moses escapes in a basket from the hounds of Morgana until he finds Warwick Davis. What? Well, I guess he is Mad Mardigan also. Interesting. Anyway, the, the world sure looks different from the inside of the palace for Moses, who later talks to a burning bush that sounds much like himself, who tells him of what he needs to do to free his people from his adopted brother. Not his brother. No! But <laughs> Moses is, is your Uncle Barry to Pharaoh. Voldemort calls up two and two of the three amigos, Wow, to show Moses that he's playing with the big boys now. <laughs> God shows his wonders. Charlton Heston splits the sea, and Egypt meets its demise in the Red Sea, with Moses' people finally gained to go to wander in the desert for the next 40 years. <laughs> Yay! I mean, some of that was accurate, of course, but some of it was definitely... Decepted, but based on those memories, as flawed as they were, what rating did they lead you to predict for this film before rewatching it? Classic, nostalgic, or tragic? Let's start with Ashley. What was your prediction, Ashley? Nostalgic. Nostalgic. All right. Ryan, how about yourself? I also went nostalgic. All right. Paul. I also went nostalgic. Come on, you guys. This is a <laughs> Disney film. Uh, I actually uh, predicted yeah, classic. Yeah. Of so. course you would be the outlier. Of course. I considered it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be interesting to see if those predictions hold true. But first, let's get into the, talking about the things we liked most about the Prince of Egypt. Let's spin up our... Best three. Top three things. And let's start once again with Ashley. What's one thing you liked about the Prince of Egypt? Oh, where do I begin? At the beginning? Yes, a very good place to start. But I will say what really captured me was how the movie opened up, just the sequences and transitions, how it started in the heavens above the earth Mm -hmm. and went down and just so many ethereal backgrounds in this Mm -hmm. between how it started and when they were in the desert and the part at the end where they're getting ready to go to the sea and... Yeah, just the just the imagery used in the movie. It was just so beautiful to look at from the the backdrops in the film and everything else. It was just so pretty, as Ab- you like to say. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Um, 
Yeah, I I definitely agree. It was so pretty. I you know I didn't really pick up on a lot of there. Now that you mention it, there was a lot of ethereal like backgrounds and elements to it, and a lot of just beautiful wide shots that mm -hmm. I'm sure the map pairs were working overtime to to make. But yeah, it was very yeah. beautiful in that way. Um, Ryan, you're shaking your head though. Uh, so obviously oh, you didn't no. like the matte panes, but what did you like about this? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm shaking my head in that I can't imagine having to have been one of the people who did all that work. Oh, um, oh right, right. That right. is, I'm, I'm, I, assume, I assume I should skip my classic maker because number two on my list is beauty scale and grandeur of the art. Yeah. I, I think it's just absolutely ridiculous. Even the hieroglyphic style painting scenes mm -hmm. yes. as like creepy as they were in some yeah. cases the art is fantastic yes and i will never not remember the um walls of water with the, oh yeah. where you can see the fish yeah yeah yes. so i never right. i will never not remember that <laughs> part of the movie so uh, you know and speaking of the hieroglyphic part that you mentioned ryan i actually um I thought that was so cool that they incorporated that as a dream sequence. I thought that really yes. went well with Moses' dream for what happened to yes. the Hebrews. I, I just really loved that. And I, it made me wonder, and uh, I was watching this with Ashley, and I was like, isn't I wonder, isn't there one of the Legend of Zelda games that has um, that has the uh, 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 where Link is on the wall? And yeah. I was like, oh, I wonder if they took inspiration from this film because that seemed because he's walking against the wall. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are you completely... I've not played enough Zelda wall? games to go with you on that journey, but sure. I know. I feel like a DS Zelda game. Paul, I'm pretty sure you even played it. Yeah. So what game is that? Where there's writing on the wall, the hieroglyphics? I don't, Zelda, I'm sorry, I'm lost. The link yes. is on a wall. It's not he, the Link Between Worlds, is it? No, oh, where two... he flattens himself yes. and walks along. Yes, the... yes. yes. I did play that, Minish... but I forgot. That... I'm an old man now. <laughs> no, it's not Minish Cap. Um, but Link Between Worlds, maybe, maybe they do right. it in Mario now too. Uh, in Paper Mario, one of the newer right. ones. It's part of the world flattens out into to 2D Mario. Okay. Yeah, I I couldn't tell you. No worries. All right, that's no, fine. But yeah, Link Between Worlds, where he merges with the wall. Okay, so at least according to this. Quick yeah. Google search. So I don't we're, know if it's we're right. confirming. Good job, Ashley. We're confirming that Link Between Worlds just totally cribbed Prince of Egypt. I'm glad we, we confirmed yes. that. Thank you, Paul. I'll, I'll give you the credit for that very, very good journalistic uh, take. No, there. it's not, but hopefully it is. <laughs> That's Paul, a great Google search. Why don't you give us something you like, though, about the Prince of Egypt? Um, well, uh, talking about the art, I found the the animation in this pretty incredible. It's the two D animation. It's very fluid like and very uh, wonderful. To yeah, the eye to behold for any animation buffs. Two D animation buffs. It's a good. The two D animation in this is pretty good. Yes, so it's just pretty good. Okay, well. all right. The, well, I don't know. Some of the characters later, is... like you have to kind of. I feel like you have to balance that. And some of the character designs where I think it's very unique and very good, um, it seemed to be um, not on model a lot, uh, not a lot. Some of the times where it seems like the eyes were closer to the top of the head and oh, the bottom, or it's oh, spread out farther okay. and closer okay. together. So, so there's a lack of consistency that now. Yeah. or quality or, control type of thing. Yeah, a little bit with oh, that. Okay. Um, All right. I could, if I'll that makes that. any sense. Yes. I don't know if I noticed it, but... Yeah. I know what you're talking about for sure. Yeah, okay. at least, or or maybe it's that that character design that leads to that style looking like that, depending on the angles of where it's looking at. But anyway, mm -hmm. it, it's mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. 
I'm not in the dislikes. Overall, I really like the uh, the 2D animation in this. On top of what was already mentioned before, the backgrounds, yeah, and the stylistic of the hieroglyphics. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, something that I really enjoyed about this film was going more toward the going more uh, to the characters. And I don't know if this is what you're referring to, Paul, with uh, these two characters being uh, inconsistent. But I really loved. Moses's and Ramsey's uh, relationship dynamic. I, yes. They acted so much like actual brothers. Like they're they're half quarrel, they're quarreling half the time, and they're both like caring for each other half the time. I mean, uh, certainly when they're both in Egypt, but then when Moses comes back, they have a little bit of that still yes. there. But but it's you could very much tell they're estranged now. It's just it's just yeah. so I felt like they're and I'm I know that wasn't. Um, I don't think they talk, speak much to their relationship or if there even was a relationship in the Bible. No, uh, but you're right. They don't. Okay. But the, so. But it is plausible. It is plausible. And the way they did right. it here was fantastic. So. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I really love the dynamics between them. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And I'm, and um, Paul has a younger brother. I have three younger brothers. Ashley has a brother. Ryan, do you have any brothers? No Zero. siblings at all. Okay. So. Well, you're a brother to me. Oh, hey, there you your go. brother's in Christ. Exactly. Amen. So I feel like we, yeah. So me and Paul and probably Ashley too would agree with agree with my assessment. Anyway, it was believable. Oh, good. I'm glad. It's, I've, I've it's a good dynamic. It. It, it's true. Okay. What yeah. else? Was, I agree. I agree. Also, here's your money. Thank you. What else was <laughs> true about what you liked about this film, Ashley? Well, I actually really enjoyed the orchestral score. Uh, mm. Hans Zimmer knocked it out of the park with this one for me. Did he? Okay. For, for me, he did. For me, okay. he did. I really found the themes to be very powerful and really captured the emotionality of each scene. I feel like I say yeah. this every time I'm on. <laughs> but... Uh, I feel like the, the the music did a really good job of capturing the emotionality of whatever was happening on yeah. screen. Mm -hmm. um, I also enjoyed uh, the original songs that people sang as well, but not as much as the orchestral arrangement. Interesting. Yeah. It yeah, interesting because that's like the flip of me. I love Same here. Yeah, I just <laughs> love. I this. have more to say about that oh. in oh. in the next section. Oh, what? Yes. Oh, I have, yeah, I have okay. more to say about All that. Right. But for the most part, I did very much enjoy the orchestral score. I think okay. Zimmer did a really good job. Mm -hmm. The original pieces were enjoyable, but I definitely have more to speak to that in a different section. All right. Well, I will speak to them in this section because I love the lyrics I, I love the opening deliver us i love the lullaby the even playing with the big boys now uh that's probably the lowest one but i thought it's still really catchy it is, is a good bad guy song i the plague song i love so much it's just so hard to watch but also so good and then the one where they're leaving egypt i love it's just i i i just love all of this the the song um, the would you call it lyrics? Uh, the, the, the song. The songs. The songs. They're the original. They're the original. Songs. The original songs. Yeah. I also appreciated Hans Zimmer's score for sure. I thought he did a fantastic mm -hmm. job, um, with all the emotional beats and all that. But um, uh, I think he did a much better job than John Williams ever could have done. Oh, oh. No. <laughs> that is an outright lie. That is blasphemy, Excuse sir. You, Someone sir. needs to be kicked off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Damn you, sir. Uh. Ryan, I dare, uh, but why don't you dare yes, tell us fair. something else you liked? So before before I do that, I want to I'm going to throw this out because uh, growing up, 
the public library here would uh, let you rent CDs. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I would regularly rent the Prince of Egypt soundtrack. Oh, nice. Uh, and the last song on it, which is only in the movie for like 90 seconds in the credits, if you go all the way through, is a Boys to Men song. Mm. It's called I Will Get There. Yeah. You heard that song. It's my only tattoo. Oh, wow. Wow. Yes. You must. Did you just write that on your arm right now for this <laughs> podcast? No, I've had that tattoo for about six years. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I, that yeah, one me, um, song, uh, uh, yeah. Hold on, let me get my Sharpie yeah, up, too. Hold on. I have a tattoo, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, that's, that's, that's really cool. Wow. No, I just, I just that, I've all, that song's always really spoken to me. I've just always liked that one. That's so. amazing. Okay, that, that one probably spoke to me the least. I don't, I don't usually like the it's, Billboard it's Top 40 versions of the songs, but. Okay, but okay that's awesome. look, yeah. Mariah Carey, but when you get, I like, will fight you. Yeah, when okay. you get Boys to Men doing doing a cover song, that's a good yes. choice. When you get Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston combined to do a cover song, that's a good choice. I mean, someone spent yes. a lot of money on this soundtrack. They did. Yeah. They did. That song like, speaks volumes. Three thought... soundtracks, because not only they had the the first soundtrack, they had two others like inspired by soundtracks. They did. Yeah. So. Wow, I didn't realize it's, that. I got. Well, them. you also have um, who's the guy who sings back at one? Brian McKnight. Yes, I believe does a version of something on the soundtrack. Yep. Uh, Jericho song. So Jericho I just want to make sure I understand Row. the Jethro song. The yes. Boys to Men song was your your next like. Uh, no, no, I was just oh. mentioning that before Ashley trashed the rest of the soundtrack. <laughs> oh, I, okay. I wasn't trashing. I wasn't trashing the soundtrack. <laughs> no, I, I just no, have no, more no. to. I'll I'll elucidate y'all. Don't All worry. Right. That's that's fair. No, my my other one is the. Um, I felt like they made a, a very honest, I think that the word I use on my, in my notes is wholesome attempt to do like something close to accurate. Obviously you have to expound because like you said, there is no real discussion of their relationship. Yeah, exactly. In the Bible. You have to do some things, but I thought they really tried to make a good movie, yeah. a story driven movie. And I thought they tried to be at least mostly faithful to the portion of the story they were going to use yeah now it so, takes a tragic drop once you read the rest of the story in the bible and they completely ignore that but besides that yeah. <laughs> i thought it was a i thought it was a genuine attempt to do it well mm -hmm. so it, would you say they did a good job of hollywoodizing it i can live with in, in a way that doesn't upset me because i consider your i consider that phrasing negative oh okay but yes Yes, they turned true. it into something that was very them, but in a way that I don't find objectionable. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think is, uh, and I appreciated that because you could do, yeah, yeah. they could have certainly done a lot worse. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. It, They made a genuine attempt at a yeah. good retelling. And in right. the, the IMDb trivia, when I was looking for trivia, one of the instances it said, or one of the comments was that they actually went to like over six hundred, like ministers theologians rabbis a bunch of faith uh people uh -huh. to get their opinion on it and like everyone gave them like essentially kudos and i'm like that's amazing that you did that why who does that yeah why don't more people do that or like why was right. this one so special to do that i'm i'm well right. money is one reason money i guess is... a lot of like if you look at this cast and the soundtrack they spent I'm surprised it's only, would you say 70? 70 million. 71 million. I'm surprised it's that yeah. low. I'm surprised yeah. it didn't have another zero there because just right. yeah, between the all animation the investments. And yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum is in this movie. I know. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. It's ridiculous. Oh, 
this this didn't make my list, but oh man, uh, you mentioned Jean Luc Picard. Patrick Stewart yes. gave such his voice was yeah. so incredibly good in this, and, mm-hmm. and and Jeff Goldblum. I just loved their voices. They, I wish I I know um, Jean Luc Picard is a uh, sorry Patrick Stewart is a little too old now for his voice quality but man yeah. back then oh, i wish yeah. he so did good. more animated uh, voiceovers yes, i had no idea that's who it was until you said that oh really yeah, then, the, uh, his dad, i, his dad, I knew once Pharaoh i heard it i'm like cool. wow they they mm-hmm. got a good mix of like tv and film so actors deep. like they just had such a well-rounded cast yeah yeah and you so often when they go for just like uh normal actors like in live action actors so often it doesn't translate to the best voice actors, but I right. thought everyone did actually a very stellar job mm-hmm. in this. Right. I agree with that. And um, it's not like a cartoon where you have time to build into it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And get a feel for what you're supposed to be doing with the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, that's one of the one shot. Yeah. Even during the making of this, they said this is very different. Normally they, they make movies that, you know, they can try to sell uh, toys with it, but and th- what made this movie different is they wanted to make a good movie first, yes. tell the story well first, yeah. and I think it shows in every aspect. Absolutely, Absolutely. yeah. I think this is even. Um, maybe it might have just been you know how some some people do like uh, pretend box art and stuff. It's not necessarily real, but uh, if if it is real, apparently this is in the Criterion Collection. For and for those that don't know what that is, that's a essentially only like some of the best movies of certain calibers go into that. So. That's saying something. Yeah, cool. yeah, it did, but they keep letting more and more junk in. Oh, anyway, really? That's oh. another. <laughs> then never mind. It meant <laughs> something at one point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the, the more films they allow in, the less it means. Yeah, anyway. that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, Paul, give us one more thing you liked about Prince of Egypt before we get into our um, classic makers. It's going back to the songs. Oh, yeah. My, my favorite is uh, "Through Heaven's Eyes." And yes, yeah. that's not, a great not the, one too. the the re not the resung ones, but just the original one yeah, from the yeah. film. Yeah. I have on my playlist, and I've I've had it since the movie came out. Mm-hmm. I just love the message, yeah. and it's it's just so well done. Yeah, absolutely. When all you've got is nothing, that line always gets me. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Uh, it's a lot to go around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome guys. Well. Let's go into the things that there's a lot to go around because it's the classic makers. Because <laughs> that's the segue. Uh, I'll go ahead and and start with mine. I love that this movie doesn't, and we sort of spoke to this in a roundabout way, but um, this is uh, a spiritual component of the film, and more specifically, I love that this movie doesn't shy away from putting God before family. That. Mm. Moses has to put certainly God and uh, his people before his relationship with his brother. He even has to, uh, he, he tells Zephora, his wife, I have to go do this thing because God told me to go do this. So it's, he's, he's, he has a right priority of God, then, then family. And so I, I just really appreciate that they didn't shy away and be like, oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry, bro. I, I got to do this. I, I love you so much and I don't like doing this. It's like, no, this is, this is what my the hebrew god is called us Colin. to do yeah. so i i liked i liked i really liked that and i appreciate that they even there's a brief moment and it's in song so you don't really but when he's telling Zipporah for the first time what he's going to go do mm-hmm. she looks 
worried. Yeah. 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 She, there is she says, genuine concern on her face. And I don't know if it's, mm-hmm. I don't want you to go, or I don't know if you'll come back or, or whatever mm-hmm. it is, but you see actual, mm-hmm. it's not yeah. just like, nope, that makes perfect sense. Let's go. Exactly. And she's, and she mm-hmm. says, but you're just one man. Um, but right. then when he says he has to go, I love that she says uh, that she's coming with him and he's not like, no, 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 this is my dude. I, even though I don't, did, I know. She did it go with yeah, him. Yeah, I was going to say that. Real life. Are you talking when they went to to uh, Pharaoh the first time? She did. She was in the background of that big boy song. So she did go with him. No, no, in the scripture. And Moses' yeah. two sons uh, yeah. stayed back with Yeah, they did uh, stay back in scripture. So okay, they made it yeah. more dramatic. Yes, exactly. <laughs> for and, movies. Yeah. And Aaron is actually with him in all the, like, the, a lot of the miracles, like Aaron does instead and stuff. But yeah, they tag the team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I love there's a line where I, so, again, me and Ashley were, were uh, watching this, and I sort of MST3K'd one line where, um, uh, Oh, um, let's see. This is where, uh, Aaron is upset at Moses cause, uh, Ramsey, Ramsey's just doubled the, the thing. And Moses is like, huh, how do you feel now? So how do you like it when we're, you're stuck down there in the mud? And, um, and, uh, Sandra Bullock, I forget her, their sister's Mary. character. Miriam. Miriam. Thank you. Yeah. Says, Aaron, you shame yourself. I'm like, hey, that's not gonna be the first time, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed when you said that because yeah, it was funny. Exactly. For, and yeah. for those that are like, what is he? What is Francisco talking about? It's because oh, just read about the Ten Commandments. Yeah, exactly. just, just go into scripture right. and and read about Aaron and what he did. Exactly. It, yeah. Exactly. So that was my classic maker. The the that spiritual dynamic they didn't shy away from. Uh, let's go to Ashley next. What's your classic maker for Prince of Egypt? So, yeah, my classic maker was actually Moses himself and the character arc mm-hmm. that he went through yes, from yes, being yes. a prince of Egypt to becoming a prophet of God yeah. and just every stage in between from being this immature prince egging on his brother, being the younger one and just being overly dramatic and having fun and getting his brother in trouble Mm -hmm. to actually being the one that was going through trouble to free his people because he was commanded by God. It was just so wonderful. And his identity crisis, once he found out his heritage before he encountered God, which is so believable because how often have you like had a mild identity crisis yourself or knew someone who experienced that. And mm-hmm. really it was full circle just from where he started to where he ultimately ended up. I really yeah. enjoyed that. Awesome. That's all so great. Uh, if you get your own .com, it helps with the identity crisis. Oh so my like gosh. myself, Paul J powers. Well, if I had my own website, Paul, it would be way too long. Um, <laughs> no one wants to spell out my last name. So I, right. I get it. Well, okay. <laughs> but I, yeah. Anyway, Anyway, Paul, since yeah. you want to make quips, why don't you give <laughs> us a quip flyby, flyby. <laughs> of your of your classic maker? What did you love most about Prince of Egypt? Um, there were some scenes that, for an animated movie, I thought was really well done, like Moses in the burning bush, and um, and we talked about the the splitting of the Red Sea, but. Um, one of them I thought was really well done was uh, just Moses's confrontation with Pharaoh and the and the plagues. In fact, I I loved it so much. I wish they had 
not did a montage of of just having the plagues oh, all in one song. Yeah, yeah. Could that could have been a good chunk of a movie Absolutely. right there. Absolutely. Yeah. Expanded on each of them. I, yeah. I, I, I sort of like the punchiness of it that you got. I, I do like of... the pacing of the movie. So it's, yeah. it's hard to trade that up. But I'm like, you know, that's a big crux of the story. I wish I could see. But I wish I could see a little bit more. But, you know, there's the old adage. You want to leave them wanting more. But so I just thought it was really well done. So that's my classic maker. Okay. That's that's awesome. Very, very, very fair. And that leaves Ryan. What was your most yes. favorite thing of this film? Uh, I'm going to go with the ability to use music and sound to actually tell a story. Because mm-hmm. there are several parts of, of pivotal moments, pivotal actions, where no one talks. Mm-hmm. And just the whole thing is just soundtracked beautifully. I want to say, like, when Moses first tells the poor what he's doing, no one's talking. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, there's a couple of other moments, like I want to say when he's f- leaving Egypt for the first time. Yeah. When they're running, there's a lot of time you spend with sound, but with no dialogue. It's just, and I feel like the music actually communicates something. It's not just there. All right. As good job. Background music, it, it speaks in nice. in that place. So I like, I like that a lot. Yeah. That's very hard to do. It's not often mm-hmm. well done in film. So, yeah. Yeah, and you know what? It'll be awesome to hear if there's uh, what other things about the music come up because apparently Ashley hated all the singing songs. That's a in lie. This film. And that is a lie. Uh, and, and we'll get we'll get to Ashley's uh, hatred of it soon. Uh, but, and Francisco's lie about but, it. Well, <laughs> I don't hate anything about. And this movie. I'm looking forward to get to that section, guys. Let's go ahead and wait. Ah, what did you forget? I forgot. <sighs> Something else I liked, The Cellcast. The Cellcast, hosts by Jacob and Drew, review animated movies and TV shows, discussing what they appreciate about the medium and whatever form it takes, whether it is traditional hand-drawn animated movie, claymation shorts, or 3D CGI series. Check out some animated reviews when you subscribe to The Cellcast at thecellcast.podbean.com. And don't forget, Cell is spelled with a single L at thecellcast.podbean.com. Okay, that's great, Francisco. But what? Why is the cell cast alike for your prince for the prince of Egypt? Uh, uh you just asking a question like that? <laughs> no. I, of course, if I ask it the right one, it's obvious. Flawless, <laughs> uh, because Flawless I'm sure uh, Drew could uh, figure out some uh, Kingdom Hearts Way connections down. from the Prince of Egypt, maybe? <laughs> That's why you like uh, this. So, Alright, we'll, we'll try it your way. <laughs> That's great, Francisco. <laughs> what does that have to do with the Prince of Egypt? Oh, it's so obvious, Paul. They <laughs> review anime movies and this is an anime movie. Ha ha! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my word. Fine, Paul. Fine. You want a better tie in? How about some trivia about the Prince of Egypt? That would be more in line. Yes. All right. Sounds good. Did you all realize that the voice of God, to avoid controversy, was played by all the major actors? The actors were told to whisper the lines so none would dominate the performance. But by the time they got around to having Val Kilmer read his lines, they realized they needed someone to be louder. You still can hear the rest of the cast whispering beneath Kilmer's voice in God's lines. And I didn't realize that. I didn't. I heard some whispering. Yeah, I didn't realize it was the rest of the cast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
My question to you guys, though, is if you had to cast someone to voice God in a movie, who would you pick? Like, whose voice sort of, like, resonates with you as the voice of God? Or go for it, Ryan. So, because you, when you asked this on Discord, I, I, I didn't ask this before. Head. You're getting this no, fresh. I mean, what are you uh, talking about? Hmm. Hold like on. I said, I Rewind. Rewind. All right, there we go. I didn't realize that was part of it. Sorry. Um, it's all right. Pay okay. no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> exactly. And we're back. Okay. Uh, so, my easy answer for this is James Earl Jones. Oh, yes. yes. That's also mine. <laughs> And there's like a conflict there, but don't overthink that part too much. His voice is fantastic. Yes. I think you can download a full version of him reading like the, the entire New Testament already. Oh, yeah. nice. If not the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just the man's voice is immaculate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I was like, I was like, it's so cliche to say, but I was thinking of all these other people that are also at the top of the list of mm-hmm. this. And I was like, but for me, there's nobody better than Mufasa. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ashley, how about you? It wasn't James Earl Jones for me. I Ooh. had to go with another classic actor. Uh-huh. And I was actually thinking about, he did the opening dialogue in the movie Hercules, but Charleston Heston, oh, he's just got this nice, Hercules. he's like long ago, and he's just got this nice, rich deep voice and i'm like mm-hmm. you know what i could see him voicing god yeah because I, i'm like he talked about gods in hercules it's not the same thing but it it was just so iconic listening to it as a kid i'm like you yes. know what that's a good voice oh nice is that was that rip torn that did that i know he played zeus rip torn was zeus but charlton heston um in the oh. very opening song he was like oh. you go, he goes long ago and he yeah he does this this overview before the muses start singing okay um cool and he just I forgot about that i just thought like it was such a good voice and i'm like i can listen to that and looking yeah. at this he was also moses <laughs> Yes, yes, in the Ten he, Commandments. In the Ten Commandments, yes. Yeah. So I'm like, you yeah. see, he's a good choice because he has a connection. He was a Moses. Yes, indeed. Awesome. Uh, in chat, we have uh, Dale says F. Murray Abraham. I don't know who that yeah, is. Yeah, he, he killed Mozart. But he also did oh, oh, the voice of, yes, he did. of Conchu in uh, Moon Knight. So, and oh. it's they do a nice uh, downing the base of his voice. They do a good job okay. with that. And yes. then Stacy says Morgan Freeman. That's pretty classic. Awesome. What about yes. you, Francisco? Oh, I, I'd actually, uh, so I'd go with uh, Liam Neeson. He already played the voice of Jesus Lion, so. Yeah. All right, <laughs> Jesus Aslan. Lion, okay. Yeah. Oh, God the Father. It's all good. That. Exactly. All right. Great trivia, Francisco. Thank you, Paul. And now that we've all had some trivial fun, let's find out what memories you, our awesome rewinders, had about the Prince of Egypt. Awesome. Uh, Kasson Chamberlain says, I love this movie. Moses. Oh, wrong <laughs> one. Okay. Nathan James Norman says, one of my all-time favorite movies. Unique animation, excellent music, amazing portrayal of God's power and glory. Moses, as a self-doubting everyman, really went a long way to pull audiences in the story. A side note. He goes on to say, about 10 years ago, I just started as a senior pastor. A local pastor called me up and invited me to lunch, quote, just because you're new in town and I want to get to know you. I don't know. Are you kidding me with this? <laughs> Let's edit this side story out. If you want to find out what Nathan James Norman said, go to, go to Facebook. <laughs> Our Facebook group. Wow. Sorry, Nathan. Uh, David Gardner says, Moses looks good for 40. 
Kevin Joshua Burnham says, one of my most favorite animations, not just because of it's based on scripture, but everything they put into making this film. The animation, CGI, scores, voices, everything. And I'm glad they changed the lyrics to the Miracle song. Very wise decision. The main nitpick I have is the comedy relief with Steve Martin and Martin Short. It was completely unnecessary. This is a classic to me, lightning in a bottle, because this was tried again with the direct-to-video Joseph King of the King of Dreams, and the result was very mediocre, to which didn't reach a large enough audience to many Christians at the time to make further films like these. Celeste Mar says, the music! Drew, Drew, hey, Drew Dodgen, you just mentioned him earlier in the cellcast. <laughs> he says, uh, one of I'm one of Francisco's likes about this film. I remember wondering if the filmmakers were implying anything by having Moses and God being voiced by the same person. Mm. Wardell White says, I remember all kinds of music associated with it. Different CDs you could get with different artists from Whitney Houston to Winona Judd. Winona Judd. As far as the movie goes, I remember liking it. My tragic maker at the time was feeling like it drug. The movie runs for 99 minutes, yet it felt longer. Slow and boring. All right. Aaron Wallace says... I always get emotional watching this movie. We just introduced it to our kids and they loved it. Ooh. And Branson Boykin says animation and music were at a level that few movies ever reached. The scene with the burning bush still moves me to this day. Mm-hmm. Awesome, guys. Well, let's, uh, I guess the only sort of downside is maybe Martin Short and uh, um, Steve Martin. Martin. So let's see what was short for us about this film in our dislike uh-huh. section. And let's begin with Paul. What's something you didn't like about the Prince of Egypt? Um, I found it a little. All right, this is nitpicky, but I, of course, I found it a little weird with little Miriam as a girl singing "Return to Us" and "Deliver Us" too. The whole, and then throughout as an adult, she kept saying, "Hey, deliver us, deliver us." That is only like an afterthought of someone looking back and realize he's a deliverer. They weren't expecting, I doubt they were expecting Moses to be the deliverer at that time. Oh, they were just trying to get yeah. his life freed, you know, yeah. trying to make him survive. Yes, they were longing to be delivered, but they didn't expect, hey, let's throw this boy out into the bushes <laughs> and he'll save us all, you know? Yeah. So no, it, people actively recognize him when they shouldn't outside of maybe the two of them. Exactly. Other people react like, oh, hey, Moses. Yeah, he's supposed to. Well, he's gone to me. Absolutely. But Paul, they watched Willow and in Willow, the baby goes and floats along and then she comes back and she's sort of the signal that Morgana is going to die. So they were trusting in, in, in that. That's great, Francisco. But what does that <laughs> have to do with the Prince of Egypt? Well, Kilmer's in both. Ha, 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 ha. Very loose. Again, okay. that's great. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, that that's a fair nitpick, though, Paul. I I never really thought about that, but that's totally fair. Um, I am curious, uh, Ashley. What's one of the things you just liked? I know we know songs are coming. Is that now or is that later? Uh, we can we can do it now. Okay, we, we won't we won't do it with the candy like now and later. But. <laughs> Well, we'll go into the music and what I didn't like about it. And it wasn't actually the music itself. It was what was done with the music in the film. Mm-hmm. And it's a stylistic choice that directors can make when pe- when songs are being performed. Mm-hmm. It can be performed directly by the characters or it can be 
performed kind of over the characters. The movie did both. Mm -hmm. And it drove Mm -hmm. me absolutely mad because Mm -hmm. you would have periods of time where the characters would be actively singing and you knew it was them. And then other times you would you would only know who was supposed to be singing because if you had the closed captioning on and be like, oh, this is Moses. Oh, this is so and so. And I do not like it when it goes back and forth between characters actively singing Mm -hmm. and then having like an audience just kind of listening to the songs being sung as the characters have their mouths closed and scenes are happening. Right. Uh, And that's the thing that drove me mad about the music because it went back and forth in certain songs. And I'm like, pick one stylistic preference. Mm. Don't do both. Okay. That's fair. It kind of it kind of drove me mad that it that it if it did if it did that with like one song, if it if it was a song like Deliver Us Mm -hmm. or it was a plague song or something, if you wanted to do one and stick with it, Mm -hmm. fine. Or if you wanted it to be when you believe when no, when Zipporah and and Miriam are singing, have it have them actively sing the entire song instead of going back and forth. Yeah, I know it was a stylistic choice that they made, but it frustrated me. Okay, that's fair. I, I could I, see yeah. that being something that's yeah. that just is like I'm used to. Yeah. I like it when Pick they one. do it this way Pick or this one. way. Yeah, Pick yeah. one and stay in your lane. Exactly. Don't do both. You know what? Speaking of picking one. And this is the same same thing I issue I had with Darn El, Road to El Dorado is why 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 can Dream we not works. just That's why. pick an accent just pick an accent everyone do that accent we don't need British we don't need why are you stealing English? my next dislike Francisco <laughs> get out of my head and stop stealing my second dislike I'm sorry but it's it's so frustrating I don't know why it's first off you're all should either have a uh, uh, Hebrew accent, I guess, a Middle Eastern or at least some sort of Middle Eastern accent. Not some of you are American accent. Some of you are British accent. Some of you are other accent. It's just like, yes, if you are a pharaoh, you have this eloquent British accent because you had Patrick Stewart and then you had Voldemort himself. And they yes. have these very eloquent British accents. But you're absolutely right. That was my second dislike. So yeah. thank you for screaming that out because that's what yes. I was feeling, too. And that's they, twice that his name was mentioned of he who should not be named. <laughs> yes, be careful. yes, we'll have I'm to be careful. Be careful the Dark Lord that. will come himself. Yeah, I'll be yeah. right right on that. And, so that and was, they make a distinction there oh, between the, the royalty the and like, the, like royalty characters have a more whatever voice and then the, the slaves don't. So they draw that distinction, but you're absolutely right. I mean it's a it's a classic of animated movie in foreign country where everyone either american or british yeah but for, it's for like star reasons. wars yeah, but, <laughs> but not every member but not every person in Egypt sounded that way. His his adopted mother didn't really sound that way. Moses himself didn't sound that way. Val Kilmer yeah, didn't and, even attempt to do anything. Exactly. That's the thing. If he was royal, if you want to go with that uh, that uh, Trope? caveat. The economy um, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ryan, then, then it would have to be that uh, Val Kilmer would have a British accent growing up because he's growing up in the British family. Or in the Pharaoh's family. Pharaoh's family. <laughs> British royalty. For I tea with the queen. Um, right. So that's that's the thing I didn't like, and it sounds like Ashley didn't like that as well. Anything more you wanted to add to that, Ashley? No, I I, I agree. I mean, you said your two cents, and that's exactly how I feel too. I'm like, 
I, I can I can see Ryan's point, but if they were mm-hmm. going to do that, I would hope that they would do that with every member of exactly. the Egyptian family, like, That's uh, the, like the, the adopted mother, the adopted mother, like she had like this halfish accent. Uh-huh. It was kind of it sounded like eloquent, but it really didn't have the same presence that Ray Fine's voice or Patrick Stewart's voice had. It wasn't there. Val Kilmer's voice surely did not have it. Yeah. And you just had Steve Martin and Martin Short use their regular voice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, they're character actors. They definitely could have done it if they wanted to have like the Egyptians, not not just even the Egyptian royalty, but the Egyptians in general. Like we're this advanced society. We're going to talk down at you with our snide British accents. They could have done something, but they only, they kind of phoned it in with the wrestling. Like, yes, you have a great cast. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were talking about all the names earlier, but they, they only chose two English actors and it's like, um. Sorry, Helen Mirren, you're not English enough. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. It's certainly awkward. Uh, Let's see. Before we get... uh, Actually, Ryan, go ahead and give us one thing you just liked, and then I'm going to read one from Dale here in chat. Uh, In my words, and this this is an animated movie thing, it always happens, but for me, it bothers me how unrealistic some of the action is. Mm. Like, when I was... Like, uh, like there's really a whatever. bunch of locusts like that that's going to eat all the greens. Psh, it's, it's, that's it's never going to wait. Mm-hmm. The was chariot that? thing, the chariot, the chariot. Oh my gosh, yes, the chariot oh, thing. I, that was when, so... I, when I was 11, I'm sure I loved that. Oh yeah, I was about to say. It was you... great. And yeah. now I'm like, but, but no. You're not going to go up to scaffolding in a chariot. Like it, yeah. Like it's from the Bible. Also, this. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's that, entertaining. No, 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 it wasn't. It was distracting. <laughs> no, I get that. It was good. It was cool. Yeah. It just it doesn't well done, fit for but... what the story was trying to tell. Like, if there was no, if you weren't building off of a a a work that we treat the way we treat the Bible, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have cared. You do this kind uh-huh. of nonsense in Toy Story or or whatever. Cool. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you want. It's fine. It's just here that it bothers me. In this kind of film, it bothers me. Mm-hmm. Can you think of something that would have been more um, not appetizing? Is the only word that comes to mind. More <laughs> apropos. Uh, apropos. Like the, because they do the thing with like the water balloon. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Like, and that was cool. But that's not going to fill the first five minutes of the movie or be nearly as interesting. So I understand why they did it. Yeah, yeah. To me, it's just it's an awkward start for what okay. the movie is. All right, that's fair. I guess yeah, they they need a way to get. Uh, Ramesses in trouble and Moses to get him out of it, sort of. Like or... actual real trouble. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, and so Wait, we don't want too much drama in this. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what they could have done different, but I, I see your point. That it seemed Five a bit too of silly. You boys and your wine water balloons just wouldn't have been yeah. the same. <laughs> oh, you ruined my new thing. <laughs> oh my wine balloons. So uh, Dale says, I assume this is something Dale didn't like. He says, um, when Seti's uh, sister finds the baby, Moses seems to ha- look up at her waving like, hey, um, or I guess the basket sequence down the Nile, hippos, crocs, passing boats. Nobody notices this basket is going through. I uh, just yeah. felt too cartoony. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could see that. Absolutely. And, th- and that's the same kind of thing where it's like, Oops, he almost got eaten by a crocodile, three hippos, and run over by four boats. But he's well, okay because he needs to it be. Is. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I feel like that's showing God's care for Providence. this basket. It is. But, it yeah. is. 
<clears throat> but I don't know if that's like reality to the the Nile. So yeah. Anyway, interesting. <laughs> I, are hippos in the Nile? I don't. Uh, I know. I don't, I'm pretty sure. Well, the I'm not sure if the hippo is. We need a time machine to go back and find out. Well, fortunately, we have one. And fortunately, yeah. Paul, you're up again. What's up, you doing? Uh, I seek to build an empire, and your only thought is to amuse yourselves by tearing it down. He sounds yes. Scottish there. <laughs> yeah. But tearing it uh, down. Um, so where Ryan was talking about the chariot race and, yeah. and the scaffolding, I thought you were going to go in this direction because what really bothered me was the 3D elements in this film. Really? I know it oh, worked really okay. well for like the crowd scenes because yes. it looked all those people. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I thought that was, but ridiculous. it looked like the crowds was hand drawn, even yeah. though yeah. It, it, it had a, because the computer had like thick lines around it, mm -hmm. but I'm talking about like the basket and the scaffolding mm -hmm. and like some of the sand or even some of the water at mm -hmm. the end of the the Red Sea parting when it comes crashing down. It's obviously CGI and it doesn't fit with the rest of the the uh, what I should say the style of the film. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the basket. Yeah. You put the kid in the basket. It's this 2D. It's this 2D animation character in a 3D basket. Mm -hmm. And what they could have done is uh, Dale brought up the the hippos, which was the best scene of the basket because that basket, when it was going through the hippos and everything, looked like it was hand drawn over. It looked like it was an animated mm -hmm. basket and unlike a 3D animated basket. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if they wanted to rotoscope it or whatever with the scaffolding and everything to make it look like it fit the rest of the film, mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But uh, I know the last previous episode, the Road to El Dorado, you, you Francisco, asked for examples of films where they combined 3D and 2D effects that didn't really gel well. Uh -huh. In my opinion, this was one that okay. there were there were times where like they did some um, moves through the the background and everything mm -hmm. that utilized. I thought that was fine. Yeah, but it's these 3D elements that they interact with that that pulled me out. I f I forget and I forget if we talked about this on El Dorado. Is there one where you feel like it works really well the merging of 2D and 3D? <sighs> yes, the Tarzan one. And there are some scenes in here like I said that works really well, like mm -hmm. the the crowds, the backgrounds yeah. or when they they move the backgrounds, let the backgrounds be backgrounds and let the you know what I mean, the stuff yeah. that they interact with um, be hand drawn, or at least look at. Do you think Thief and the Cobbler would have worked better if it was CG? I won't go down. Just be <laughs> don't don't do that. The Thief and the Cobbler would have been better. Yes, whatever your question it is, been it would have been better if the film was set on fire and no one had to oh watch it ever again. My. So whatever you say, Ooh. fill in the blank there. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. So that's some that that totally makes sense, uh, Paul Ryan. I'm curious if the some about the CG didn't work for you as well or if there's some other element or what other element of this film there's you didn't a, like there's a little bit of it that i i can understand where he's coming from for me it wasn't as big an issue mm -hmm. um i do have an issue so I, you guys were and i think it was interesting you guys were talking about how you enjoyed the pacing yes in a lot of sections yeah i actively disliked the pacing in a lot oh, of sections. Wow. slow okay. and boring no it's no it's the times where they how quickly like the plagues it's just like yeah it wasn't consistent five pacing. minutes later it was inconsistent pacing i can totally see that ryan yeah it, no it drives me nuts there's some parts of it where you go okay so i wrote the movie feels like it is forced into being only an hour and 40 minutes 
Yes. Mm. They, they probably even tried skinny. to make it an hour and a half, but they just like, no. <laughs> well, they, they failed like, that by nine minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that, like, that includes the end credits. Like, mm-hmm. It's barely over an hour and a half, and I feel like they really rushed through some... They they did a great job telling certain stories. Like, yeah. right. like the brothers, him getting out to uh, Jethro and them, all of that was told right. really well. And yeah. then there's some very... Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because... Maybe it's for us as Christians. Mm. Maybe that's what it amounts to. Speak for yourself, Ryan. Excuse me. I apologize. (laughs) Um, It's the the things I grew up already being told about. Yeah. That when you push through them very quickly, I'm like, but no, that's a bigger. Oh, gotcha. The the focus feels off to me at times. Right. right. They still did it well, but the focus at points, you're just like, we're just going to run through this as fast as we can. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And I get it like. You can't spend three and a half or four minutes on each plague. Yeah, yeah right. No, no, no. They have to or whatever. Right. But, no, they have to put in a, a chariot race that never. Happened. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, here's exactly. the thing, though. I, just to just push back, I guess a little bit is that um, I think the folk, and this goes back to where they're trying to have the emotional resonance of the or the emotional drama of this is more about. Uh, the conflict between Moses and Ramesses, I feel like that's more okay. of the emotional drama of this film than the people needing their freedom and and the hardening of Pharaoh's heart. If it was more yeah. focused on the hardening of Pharaoh's heart, I think you definitely need to expand mm-hmm. the yeah. the plagues. But that yeah, they're just really... slaves, so that's not important. Oh my gosh, Paul, that's not what I was getting at. But to uh, his point in the story, uh, they're telling you need to get to yes. They're trying to get to a certain place. Exactly. And exactly. that place, you do have to move through those moments more quickly. They aren't yeah. necessarily the point. Exactly. Exactly. But that's, I see I, I see your point that would be nice to rest more in these other sections, for sure. And less on chariot races that mm-hmm. aren't really... Uh, the chariot races are cool. They are cool. They are cool. But that's what Ben Hurt cool. is for, Paul. Uh. All right. Well, one more thing I didn't like before we get to our tragic makers. And that's... And this is, this is, this is super nitpicky. But Moses's uh, uh, sort of um, what's it called when you're not excommunicated? Uh, your uh, his, his exodus, his exodus, his exodus. His ex- his ex- ah, ah, <laughs> ah, 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 <laughs> see what we did there? Yes, ah, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry. Just when when uh, Moses is in his exile, exodus from Egypt, <clears throat> before he gets to Jethro. He ends up in this one spot where he takes off all his stuff except for his ring, and then he's like, "Ah, oh, I just let this sandstorm consume me." And he, he, he the sandstorm clears, and he's buried in sand. It's like, okay, you're gonna, you're, just, you're dead. You're not just gonna survive waiting for a camel to come chew your hair up and pull you out. You're just dead, Moses. So I wish yeah. they had done that differently. Maybe like. You see a lump of a man, somewhat mostly buried in sand, but his head's still partially exposed or something. I don't know. It just seemed like, yeah, you're dead. So why are why are, why are we moving forward? <laughs> I've been on your show twice, uh-huh. and that has happened both times. What? Because it also happens in Mulan, where they pop out of the snow like daisies. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. yes. What's you up with this? Bury them and just like whoop, and they're fine. It like makes sense if terrible. there's a sandstorm coming and you have no shelter, so you bury yourself in the sand to protect yourself from that. But that wasn't the case here. But not in this case. No. The sandstorm buried him and it would have shredded off his skin. Well, yeah, that yeah. too. In the process. Yes. So, yes, he would have been dead. But there's a lot of things in this movie. Good. If you look closely, it doesn't make sense. It's kind of like where he and Ram, you see at one point, 
he and Ramesses are are talking, and then Ramesses' son shows up. This is when he's saying, "Let my people go." And the son is is standing by the big mural of all the babies being thrown into the crock. Mm-hmm. But earlier in the movie, like Moses had to go and search everywhere to find this yeah. thing. It's back like, here now. Yeah, it's, <laughs> no, no. Ramesses moves it up. Sure, he, he moved oh, yes. that mural. He's so, the morning star. Whatever he says, go. <laughs> yes. I forgot. Yes, but that was part of the renovation. <laughs> there's several there's several things in this movie that when you look at it like hey wait a minute it doesn't make sense but it, that's it, yeah exactly that's a good point oh my all right well now it's time for our tragic makers the things we hate most about the prince of egypt let's begin with ashley Okay, so you're talking about things that don't make sense. Yeah. And this this is actually where I struggled the most in this movie, the mm-hmm. believability of certain things. Yeah. And mm-hmm. first off, that desert scene, that was your dislike. That was something that was rooted in my tragic maker because it's like, no, he wouldn't survive that. Another thing was how Moses would, Miriam would sing that lullaby and somehow he would yes. be like, wait a second. I remember that song. I've heard it from somewhere. Dude, yes. you were an infant. You're not going to remember this. I, and but no, he was whistling what, it, so he does remember it somehow. Yeah, and he, he that, remembered it through the through the waves and the crocs and the hippos <laughs> trying to eat. No, he 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 shouldn't be remembering something from his infancy. I'm all sorry. Right, all right, I, I have to do that disconnect and the fact that like. Yeah. Miriam, Miriam, like with with within meeting Moses for the very first time, it's like, Moses, you're adult. my brother as an adult. It's like, yes, yeah. you're a slave. Yes, you would know Moses as the prince of as the prince of Egypt. But how would you know that this was your your baby brother who you and your mother put in a basket and then be, got adopted? Be, like you 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 saw it from afar, but is your memory that good, little girl? Is it? Yes, is because it that in this in this film, you are correct. It doesn't make sense. But in the Bible, I think she and her mom nurse him and raise yeah. him. So they did. They, yeah, they did. They did. It was different in the Bible, but this movie doesn't give you any plausibility That's as fair. as to why That's he would fair. have this connection. And, and oh, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. And yeah. then after after that, it's like okay. You're you're a Hebrew, and he's like, well, thinking, okay, well, these things don't make sense, and then he goes through this identity crisis, and then he's like, oh, let me see what happens in 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 the story and what happened to the Hebrews, and it it just went from like one seed being planted, and then it was like, yep, and all like, the cards came crumbling. Yeah, it down. was like it was like yeah, all the it was like he was the card on top of the the house of cards, and it just one went and it all fell down. It wasn't yeah. totally believable and mm-hmm. it was all based on yeah. all those little things and the desert and all the other little things so believable Sad Biblically, who names him do we do we actually know yes. in the bible who named him the, Moses? yeah the the pharaoh's wife she she draws him out of the water which that's the his name means like drawn out of the water moses yeah so they did put that in that part in the movie is yeah, she calls him. I'm going to name okay. him Moses. That's correct, but mm-hmm. okay. the Bible says because I drew him out of the water, and that's what his name means. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Ooh, it's a good thing I did a little research before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think like instead of just watching the movie, I should have also gone back and read through that portion of Exodus. Yeah, no, but that, that's and a good I point. Did not think about that. That the that those are those disconnects happen for you, Ashley, and that's why. Um, that is your trash maker. That makes a lot of Just sense. Just make it make sense. Uh, yeah. Please make okay. it make sense. Well, yeah. you know what? Like all these plagues, how do they make sense? I would Come also on. like to make something make sense is how dare you. So this is 
this is just a quick aside. It's not actually my track maker, but how dare you, Ashley? How dare you just scuttle the the my 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 dream or my my your my, dream works my um na- naivete that Val Kilmer didn't sing his parts. He I thought didn't. he I no, know he didn't. But it sounded so I know, I know, no, I know. That's good it, casting. No, that ca- was really good casting. It's to amazing. have a singing right? part. Yeah, to get Cal Vilmer to sing is fantastic. Yeah. No, the, so the thing was, Francisco, the person who actually sang the parts for Val Kilmer, he's actually a Hebrew singer, which is oh. just absolutely perfect that they were able to find this guy there were only amic beer byram yes i believe there were only there were only two there were only two actors in the film that did their own singing and it was rafe fines he did Mm -hmm. his own singing and michelle pfeiffer did her own singing Mm -hmm. everybody else had had uh doubles but the one who they chose for Val Kimmer was fantastic. Yeah, he said. Sounded... Voiced men did their own singing. Yes, <laughs> yes, they did. Yes, they did. I could have so sworn that was Val Kimmer this whole time. It was not. I, I know nothing about this guy, but he was also a voice in Road to El Dorado singing. <laughs> the... That figures. And Mulan. Oh, oh my he god! Actually, oh, all of these connections. He's still gonna crap load of stuff, actually. Yeah, I gotta he just this, pops out of the snow gotta, like Daisy. Yeah, gotta look <laughs> this guy up because right. his voice is super good. Mel Brooks was a voice in this. Mm. Oi! <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's not my tragic maker, and we're not going to get to it yet. Uh, Paul, what's your tragic maker for the Prince of Egypt? Um, mine is I. I, I know Ryan said that it, it's great that they the his classic maker that this was like a biblically based movie, and they did a good job doing that. But mm-hmm. my tragic maker is that I felt that they didn't in a way that oh. a lot of people will will. The thing that I don't like most about this film is that I think a lot of people will watch this and say, oh, this is what the Bible has to say. Mm-hmm. And it's not quite right. Yeah. I wish I, I I, even at the beginning of this film, they say, hey, it's an adaptation. If you want the real thing, go read Exodus. <laughs> it's yes. basically what they say. Well, we're going to like, Exodus. There are just so many minor tweaks that you can make to this that they don't have to go like you could really do a good job in in creating like like it, a, a biblically accurate portrayal here and it may not you know the pacing may be off and there may be some like but i it's it's just frustrating to me like you know moses was 40 years old when he left egypt and then he was 80 years old when he brought the people out like why don't you age him mm-hmm. you know to the appropriate age or or like you, you, Francisco, you said that like hundreds of these faith-based believers all gave their approval. Yeah. Then why why did they all approve? Like, oh yeah, Moses could it certainly looked like it was an accident that he pushed that guy over the ledge r- rather yeah. than he actually oh, yeah. in the Bible he purposely murdered this yeah. guy yeah, yeah. and buried him and tried and 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 showed that that Moses was a. a a very human person that needed to get right with God. Mm. You know, they, they took that humanity out that part, that depth, which I think that they could have brought into this. Um, so it's, it's you, frustrating. Do you, you know? think that would have made it a bit too like more PG 13? If you had make it rated R for all I care, if you're going to do it, do it right. It already, I feel like in moments it already pushes its own rating. It like, did. It definitely startled that line. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Especially during, like, especially I know when it goes tonight at the end. Jeez, why is it yeah. so dark? 
that oh. was uh, I was gonna say it, it definitely started the lines where it went to the scenes in the in the the last plague where he's covering Which his son. That was well done. Uh, like, that was yeah. that was yeah. nice and dark, and it was done well. But mm, I can totally yeah. see what you're saying, Paul. Yeah. And it was very. It was an appropriate level of darkness to the story, mm -hmm. but it's oddly dark for a kid. But I think they all are. Like yeah. Lion King's a weirdly dark movie if you don't yeah. think of, if you think about it too much. Like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is very yeah. much so. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the whole point of like old fables were to like be cautionary exactly. tales to kids. Exactly. So, like, exactly. There are monsters out there. They're just. I mean, they're not technically the. The monsters we the think people of in monsters. charge. <laughs> not, everything good, not everything good all time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay. So speaking of things that aren't exactly good all time, my tragic maker was. I don't know how I feel about Val Kilmer. I mean, we've found out from the trivia that was all the cast apparently being the voice the of God. Ice man cometh. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that, and I, I forget. I think someone in the in the Facebook um, or in the uh, listener memories brought this up that it almost makes it seem like is Moses just talking to himself and telling him to do all these things or is it God? I, I didn't know that was his voice until watching it this time. Oh, maybe it's so. Amic Myram or something. No, it's I, 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 I like knew it was him. As God, it just feels very. He sounds like a dude. It sounds very hollow, and it didn't really yeah, sound like a heavenly like just, father. Well, that's because exactly. he's in that cavern where the bush is. <laughs> yeah. So, so it has that vibration. I, in my memory, I said, hey, it sounds like he's talking to himself because he, sounded, he was talking with a voice that sounded, he was talking with God, but sounded very much like himself. You know, when I do and I hear God's voice, it sounds like mine in my head too. <laughs> yeah. so. Well, and sometimes that's the you case, but something that yeah. I would have appreciated to, to sort of separate from, maybe it's just his voice, is, and this is something that, Peter Franson has done in his audio drama Spirit Blade, which you can check out at spiritblade.com. Um, when he has this one character essentially uh, gets imbued with the spirit of God and how he distinguishes that in an audio drama is that he uh, takes the voice actor, um, has the bass layer, and I believe he has it another layer that's pitched up and another layer that's pitched way down. So you, and oh, you have so all three of those three layered on top. So it sounds like okay. very ethereal, and even though you can still it's hear almost the like a, It's almost like a trinity in yeah. a sense. Yeah, 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 exactly. A trinity of voices. But it's exactly. the same voice? It's the same voice, but it's like, so it's like me talking like this. Maker? And then me talking like this. And then me talking like this. I mean, and obviously it's not quite like that, but all three of those layered together, I feel like would give it a sense of, Oh, this is a, actually a spiritual voice, not just his own voice. Yeah, I'd have just been happy if they brought him down two or three octaves. Or you yeah. could do that, like too. just then, on those moments, like fine. he just would have sounded more. Even if they gave him an echo, I don't know. <laughs> echo, echo. What were you trying to say, Paul? Though. No, I was just listening to everybody else. Oh, just, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, then that leaves Ryan. What is your tragic maker for this film? There are times, and I know, and I have one specific, that I feel like the music makes big moments feel a little trivial to me. Oh, okay. Such the, as? It goes, For me, it was Let My People Go. In what? When he There's, first, like, he cries out from song. the river? How dare you? No, it's, the, it's the, late, the later on Let My People Go. Hmm. Let my 
that one i think it was that, like it was when they really sing through it there's just a it felt like you're just kind of glossy to me it felt like you were glossing over what was happening um, it sounded great this is the plague song we're talking about right yes yeah i take an issue i take an issue with the entire plague section of the movie maybe that's oh the interesting like okay the what thing what just it's the pacing and the music and just all of it bothers me a little bit. Okay. But the oh, song just felt like it, the way they approach it, like. It kind of cheapens it, right? To put it all in one. Yes. I, yeah. Just like, not even, it just like, it cheapens that, the moment in that just like, you're singing me through an, a series of natural disasters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just feels weird to me. Okay. I, I, it's I, done beautifully. What? I, I totally respect that, Ryan. I, I took your classic maker and made it my tragic maker, and you took my classic <laughs> maker and made yes. it your tragic maker. But what's weird is I think that we kind of agree with each other on both. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> there are, and the more I watch this movie, the less confident I am in my new rating. Like, the more we talk about it, the less confident I am in, in, yeah, yeah, in the rating right. I, feel, I feel comfortable with. Right. But it's... There are just those little moments that just feel off to me. Well, yeah. don't worry, I, Ryan. I can get that. Ryan and Paul, you're wrong about any any just likes about this. That's fine. Um, Ashley, were you going to wow. say something? Oh no, I was just I was just going to say like it sounds like based on Ryan's Tragic Maker, like the music minimizes the importance of the things that are happening. Yeah. And you yeah. never you never want that to happen. Like you, if you think about in a musical when it just ran when the story stops and people just have these moments where they're singing. Uh, you want it to mean something. And mm, even though yeah. people aren't stopping to sing the musical moments, the music kind of minimizes what's going on. And it, it should be emphasizing what's going on. It should add to what's going on and amplify it instead of doing the exact opposite of what it actually did. Yeah, I mean, and I could, I definitely see what you guys are saying. I disagree. I feel like that song, the way it's portrayed is really well. I will say it's... It, I could, I will get behind the component where you say it sort of glosses over all this pain and suffering. But again, I think that's because that's not what the movie is trying to focus on. So, um, but I feel and I like never that's looked at the and, movie as trying to approach the things you look at it as trying to approach. And that mm-hmm. does make it come across very differently. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. When you make it about just the two, about their story. Yeah, exactly. More, exactly. more is the focus. And that definitely makes the movie watch differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. All that being said, uh, we've entered all our trajectories into the firing computer. Alice, you have a firing solution for us. Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready on your mark. All right, it's time to get our salvo authority out. Oh my <laughs> gosh, Paul. All right, it's the moment of truth. Do we rate The Prince of Egypt a classic? We'd recommend anyone go see this film, whether or not you've seen it before. A nostalgic, it's worth rewatching if you have seen it before. Yeah, definitely, you know, stick it in one afternoon, watch it again. But if you've never seen it, uh, go watch something else like the Ten Commandments, maybe. I don't know. Um, Passion <laughs> of the Christ, you know, Mr. Mr. Passion of the Christ. Animated version. <laughs> oh, my. Um, or do we rate a tragic, it's not worth anyone's time today. If you have never seen it, keep it that way. And if you have seen it, don't rewatch it because you'll just sully your any good memories you have. So let's begin with a Ryan this time. What is your class? What is your classmate? What is your final reign for uh, the Prince of Egypt? You had predicted nostalgic. Uh, is it the same or up or down? Uh, it is. It is not the same. And I will note 
something I'm looking at on Wikipedia says that the original purpose of making this movie was to make an animated Ten Commandments. Oh, right. really? Oh, okay. That is where this started because apparently it started with, I guess his name's Jeffrey Katzenberg. When uh-huh. He worked yes. at Disney. Mm-hmm. That is what he wanted to do. Well, and he was failed because no. Ten Commandments and was in like he, one scene. Yes. Yeah. And then the long run, that is, this is what we ended up with. Um, I'm going to go, I'm still going to go classic. Classic. Okay. I wavered wow. a little as we've talked, but I'm still going to go classic. All right. All right. All right. Ultimately, I felt happier having watched it again. Mm-hmm. And I think it merits, even if, if for nothing else, the level of, of effort they put into um, the art, both in an animated and in a musical sense, yeah. I think is just worth taking in. Yeah. Even if you've never seen it before. Absolutely. And on that note alone, you should watch The the Cobbler and the Thief. <laughs> wow. That movie that shall not be named. Um, yeah. It's a tragedy. I'm curious, and I may ask all of you this, uh, depending, but uh, when was the last time you watched this uh, movie, Ryan? Prior to this week, it had been, I don't actually, I don't know that I could tell you. It He's was never I had it. listened to the soundtrack. <laughs> I've listened to the soundtrack so many mind so many times, so much of it was still fresh in my mind. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I couldn't tell you the last time I actually saw the movie itself. Okay. But yeah. you have seen it before. It's just oh, yeah, it's yeah. Been no, I saw it, I think I found a ticket for it not that long ago. Like I saw it in theaters. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So like the this ink's is still on. That's impressive. You you can sort of read it. It's close. <laughs> you can read the Phantom Menace and Move On tickets I have. Oh, wow. wow. Nice. Not just mine. barely, but you can. But uh I, I have seen it. I think I've seen it multiple times, but the music was just so ingrained yeah. in me that uh-huh. okay. it just kind of is what it is. All yeah. right. Awesome. So classic from Ryan. Ashley, you had rated it nostalgic. What was your final rating for this film? My final takeaway was exactly the same. It was as nostalgic as I thought and hoped it would be. Mm-hmm. And you had asked when was the last time we saw this movie? Yeah, yeah. I have only <clears throat> seen this movie once oh, wow. before. Uh-huh. And I actually saw it when it came out back in 1998. Oh, uh, I, I actually saw it with my elementary school. I went to oh, a Catholic cool. elementary school mm-hmm. and the... Oh. And the theater wasn't too far. It was within walking distance of my elementary school. So we actually loaded up and we trudged through the snow because it came out in December. And we trudged through the snow and went to the theater and saw it. And it was such an experience. And we took our religion class that day and we talked about the differences between the movie and scripture itself. So that was a really cool experience. And Pretty much everything that I remembered of this movie still rang true. I remember enjoying the music and all the things. And mm-hmm. and as I've gotten older and and I'm more nitpicky about it, I, I still have these fond memories of the whole experience and just even the soundtrack because the song When You Believe, like the bigger than life version done by Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston, it was a song that we actually used in a dance recital of mine. So uh-huh. I have these big attachments to these songs and these moments. So um, it's rooted in my memory, so I have to go with nostalgia. Okay, nostalgic. Very rather. fair. <laughs> no. Very fair. <laughs> and I think if you ever, if you were to go back now and show this to a child, I think you should do what Ashley's class did. Mm. Let's talk about like, the as, about as, as, as Christians. I think it would be good to do that because yeah. it's not, it's not as straightforward as the movie makes it look. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the movie kind of clips off the whole forty-year afterward yeah. portion that wasn't good. And, and and why they went through that, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, they wanted right. to go back to Egypt. Yeah. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> but we miss it so much. It was so good. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. when they joined. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, no. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> 
All right. Some of them joined Team Smote You because <laughs> they're complaining so bad. <laughs> Paul, what was your final reign for Prince of I Egypt? predicted uh, nostalgic. nostalgic. Uh, but actually, I would also predict it classic because you mean I rated think- classic. Yeah, sorry. Yes, okay. my final rating is classic, classic because of the great art animation. Mm-hmm. Despite its 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 inaccuracies, I still think for the most part it's it's mostly right. Like it's, like it was said before, it's Hollywoodized, <laughs> mm-hmm. so you get the kind of general sense. But um, I, I yeah, I just think it's it's good stuff in there. Um, just know that it's not completely accurate. Go read Exodus for yourself. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And I'm in line with uh, my other fellow XYs here. Um, I also rate the Prince of Egypt <laughs> classic. I'm going to need to refer to people like that. <laughs> I don't know. That's okay. <laughs> Y'all XYs. They can be the odd one out Never been in more ways before. than one. I, I, yeah, I was like, well, I'm no longer wise. I'm an XYs person. Y'all are XYs. <laughs> Just me and my ex-wives rolling in the movies. Not ex-wives. 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 Okay, yeah. Ex-wives. I don't know. It's just not ex-wives. Well, we are taking this way too far. Anyway, (laughs) my far end was classic. Uh, and I felt like uh, that's uh, good. Uh, that's what an X Y should say. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I rated it classic as well. I I've been fond of this movie. What's funny is when I. Originally, I like, saw the like the as for I'm like ah, why do I want to see that movie? That's no good. Eh, whatever. Um, like so many movies, Francisco. No, I heard none of the movies. Never. Why is it called Moses? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I after I finally actually watched it, I just I I've always loved it ever since actually seeing seeing it, and this time was no exception. Love the music, love the animation, love the story. Um, even though it's not a perfect adaptation of the Bible, I still, still thought it did a fantastic job. So classic for me. So according to the Retro Rewind podcast, we rate The Prince of Egypt, a disputed classic film. We recommend anyone go see this, whether or not you've seen it before. But now it's time to get back to our own time. Good old 20XX. 20XX! Comsats online. Receiving incoming transmission. All righty. It feels good to be back, but we wouldn't have been able to travel back to 1998 to begin with if it weren't for our amazing reflex capacitors, namely Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Kane, Patrick Hicks, Chris Cowan, Geek Devotions, The Untold Podcast, James Kennison, Drew of the Cellcash, Ashley Cronenberg. <gasps> You're right here. Bastard Deuston, Kenneth and Redeemed Otaku, That's Our Babo, Josh Ams, D. Tungsten, Andy Lewis, Jeff, The Dapper Man Reviews, Tony from the Retro Days, Mr. Lost, Daryl Hafner, Rosie, in addition to seven other awesome patrons as well. Thank you all so, so much for keeping the gigawatts coming. And if you want to help keep us flying for as little as $1 a month and get bonus content for your generosity, head over to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support to start. This stream is sponsored by PaulJPowers.com. And while we're thanking people, we also want to give a big um, let my people go hug. (laughs) I was going to say a a hug, a plague full of hugs. No, but that doesn't make sense. Sorry. We want to thank a big uh, Jethro hug. Yes. There there we go. There you go. 
thank you so much to Ryan Felton and Ashley Cronbitter for supporting us with their thoughts about the Prince of Egypt. And so since I like to go alphabetical, we'll start with <laughs> ladies first and ask, go with Ashley. Where can people find you online? Or is there anything cool you got going on? Uh, nothing really cool to promote, just me hanging out on the interwebs. You can find me mainly on Twitter at APK1186. Find me tweeting about God and pop culture and all the intersections in between. Cool. And Ryan Felton, where can people find you online? Is there anything cool you got going on? Uh, you can find me, I guess, at City on the Hill Game on Twitter. That's the one for the podcast. Uh, City on the Hill Gaming, wherever you get your podcast, we play family friendly. <laughs> family-friendly tabletop RPGs. And you can also find me on the Nerd of Godcast Daily Nerd Devo, uh, also wherever you get your podcasts. Nice. Awesome. So, yeah. You're a heavy podcaster. I mean, I like, you podcast in a, several I, places. I, do, I, I was I not commenting on your way. Sorry. I, that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I meant uh, like you're a heavy hitter. Not that you're a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Keep digging yourself down, Paul. Thank you again so much, Ryan, Ashley, my uh, Jethro hugging Fred Paul, I guess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and all you rewinders near old for another fun voyage. You're welcome. And you can find me, pauljpowers.com, where I have all my social media links at pauljpowers.com and you can find me francisco on our discord for show announcements or just to say hi join us there at retrorewindpodcast.com slash discord how about culture box this podcast is a proud member of culture box a curated collection of podcasts videos and articles that will provide you a balanced meal of content you will find culture celebrated for its past and future satirized for its extremes explored in study and created anew in story point your web browser to culturebox.media and as nathan just said we are now part of the culture box media network find all the shows unpacking truth through story comedy and geekery at the culturebox.media that's culturebox.media with that, Captain, we are on final approach to base where hopefully it has not been covered by sand. <laughs> that's the best preferable. Thank you, XO, and thank you all for listening. We pray you are more joyful today than when you first hit play. But like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all for the peanut butter solution. Our next Yum. episode of the Retro Rewind podcast. Jelly. Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. Congrats, you made it to the end of the episode, which means I think it's time we... Let my people go! <laughs>